and welcome to What's Wrong With You, where if you disagree with anything on the show, you'll be labelled a bigot. <laughs> I'm Pete Selwood, and as ever, I'm joined by our regular panellists, Don Biswas. Hello. And Lawrence Clark. Hey. Lawrence, ready for another terrific episode? Oh, ready a moment to go, Peter. Don, you, you fancy it? I'm not happy at the moment because I think Lawrence got a bigger cheer than me, so... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason for that. I know. <laughs> Based on the last few shows. This time we're talking about travel. Uh, is public transport in the UK a good experience for people with disabilities? How does overseas compare? What about hotels? Um, with us today are actor Sam Barnard. Hi, thanks very much. Hi. And this is quite long. London Marathon winner, Paralympic gold medalist and member of the House of Lords, Baroness Tanny Greer-Thompson. Normally at the start of the show, I then have to ask our guest, what's wrong with you? I don't feel particularly comfortable asking that to a baroness, but <laughs> in the script, so we're going with it. Uh, Tanny, what's wrong with you? I'm Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. Um, I'm a wheelchair user, so I was born with spina bifida. Okay. And Sam, what's wrong with you? Um, nothing really. I'm not pale. <laughs> uh, I've got Down syndrome. Fantastic. So obviously we're going to talk about travel. Obviously, Tanny, I think this is something that's probably close to your heart, but something that you'd rather it wasn't, I guess. Um, so obviously you hold quite a lot of like travel companies to task, that's right, would you say? I, I, I spend quite a lot of my life posting um, on social media about my interest in travels and other people's interest in travels. So We all need it, a hobby. It be, uh, it, it is, the other side of that, I do get people go, oh, you're the one who posts, aren't you? <laughs> so that, that's kind of mostly how I'm known these days, not as a parliamentarian or an athlete, but as, yeah. as the one who posts about trains. It's weird that that, that that kind of reaction, like, you're the one who posts. Basically what they're saying is, you're the one who doesn't just take it lying down, is what they're saying. Yeah, I think and then so, get yeah. About that, and, so. and I get treated way better than most people. Was it just a litany of different things happening to you, or was it like a, a, a specific particular one where it, you went, I'm, I'm going to have to do something about this? Oh, I think there was one when I was about eight months pregnant. I'd had a really long day in London. And I was trying to get home, and all the trains were, like, delayed. And then I got put on the wrong train to go to Leeds. And I nothing wrong with Leeds, but I, I wanted to go to Darlington. <laughs> and, um, and they were like, oh, just go to Leeds and change that. And I just lost it. And I, I threw a pair of shoes across the platform. And then you've got that bit where you think, should I just leave the shoes and walk, like, I say walk, push away? Or do I go back and, like, pick up my shoes? So I, I really like the shoes, so I decided to go oh, okay. and pick them up. And, and there's no way. Once you're actually figuring out what do you do with these shoes that you've thrown... I didn't throw them at someone, but it was in their direction. Right. Like, you kind of lost the moral high ground, haven't you? <laughs> so I decided, rather than doing that again, posting on social media was the way forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to keep losing shoes at the end of the day. <laughs> they were nice <laughs> shoes, yeah. Have you found it a, a kind of similar thing, Lawrence, would you say, with travel? Oh, or? oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where do you start? Um, I'm always envious of the food trolley under the passenger on wheels because I'm confined to the small box that I carry but the food trolley gets the run of the train. <laughs> it can go literally anywhere. And then when you get to where you're going, they've got a special vehicle that comes along. And a van built into it that lowers down, and the food trolley 
gets off way quicker than I do. Gets <laughs> <laughs> time of trouble. I'm gonna cover myself with packets of cheesy watches. Can't just tell her. And then maybe I'll get the same treatment. <laughs> when you're getting treated worse than a Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Don, would you, uh, obviously you have more what people call for maybe a hidden disability. Have you ever had any issues with trains at all? I can't drive a car and I'm broke. So I never, I never really take a train. Uh, people at Victoria Coach Station know me by first name terms because <laughs> I use it so much. And uh, uh, do you want anyone in the audience, put your hands up if you can drive a car. I'm just looking for a lift home after the gig. So, <laughs> so but yeah, so trains are so expensive in this country, I have to take a mega bus to most of my gigs or I won't make any money. That just sounded so bleak, sorry. <laughs> no, I thought there was a laugh, everyone's went, oh, no. Oh, no. All, <laughs> all part of the glamour of showbiz. <laughs> Sam, would you, would you say you've had any, any issues with travel over, over your time in your career? Oh, um, not really. I can't drive because I'm at Cref. Uh, <laughs> I'm not quite good alternating all in the wheel. Right. I rode a co-cut once, but I didn't do really well. I kept crashing into stuff. <laughs> <laughs> then I went to America yeah. on a boat, and the uh, driver said, no, I'm going to do it now because I've got no hand coordination. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone on the panel drive? Sorry, just to double I check. Drive. You drive, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you have to do this, like a, a kind of assessment when you first went to before you even did your lessons, because I remember doing one with this man who was like, kind of just judging how, whether I could basically drive and, and be safe. But I remember, obviously I was 17 at the time, and I felt, just felt like, I've never had a situation where I had someone point out my inadequacies <laughs> quite like so bluntly. Yeah. No, I had to do a test to see whether I could break. Right. Um, more what I get these days is people, um, it might be at train stations, telling me like my chair f won't through, f fit through spaces, that it does. Right. And they go, oh, your chair will never fit through. It's like, well, you know, I don't drive my car down the street randomly crashing into things. So it's a bit <laughs> the same with my chair. I don't do that. So yeah, it's, but people are always quite judgmental yeah, about what you can and can't do. Do you find, any, I've noticed quite a recent phenomenon that people have started asking me for the dimensions of my wheelchair. Yeah. That, like, that's knowledge that I carry around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ask people for lifts. I do. I ask people to give me a lift. Do you find that most people will just give you a lift as well? Yeah. My dad mostly does. Right. <laughs> but my brother does as well in some parts. I'm the same as well. And by the way, Tammy, I live in Wimbledon, so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost accepted in this country that trains are bad. And that's, the strange thing is that we've just accepted that. We've all just gone, oh, the trains in this country are rubbish. And everyone just goes, yeah, that's how it is. Like, we're not trying to make it better. But would you say, Lawrence, have you had any issues with, have you ever, like, had an issue with flying? Because obviously that's almost like a different beast altogether. Oh, where'd you start? Ever <laughs> 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 had. Um, I guess the most recent one, um, about three years ago, I had a gig in a circus tent in St. Petersburg. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not going to be doing that gig again. <laughs> 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 but it was nice to see Russia walk while I could. And they booked the flights for me. 
And it was Manchester City to Heathrow and then change the onto St Petersburg. And when I got kids, you can't really go for we on the plane because <laughs> they, they, they typically don't have aisle chairs or you can't take your wheelchair with you onto the plane. I used to be able to walk to the toilet, but now I'm, as I get older, I get more and more wobbly and full of more and more passengers. <laughs> so that's becoming less of a thing for me. So I made the mistake of coming off the aircraft and saying, I'll quickly go forward away. Literally a minute. And because I did that, they refused to let me through the barrier to, to, to the collecting flight to St. Petersburg because they said they had to bore me first and because I had the audacity <laughs> to start for me. So I had to wait 24 hours because <laughs> there was only one flight a day. Wow. And the really frustrating thing is if you're a non-disabled passenger and your flight is delayed for some reason, you can claim compensation. Mm. However, if it's been, if you're delayed because of the access facilities, whatever that calls, uh, you can't claim compensation for that. So basically like if you're just inconvenienced as like a yeah. able-bodied person, I think it's like maybe it's like three yeah. hours or something like that, and then you can get like 500 quid yeah. or whatever. But in that situation, there is literally nothing. No, they literally just sort of ferry you around the airport and dump you in these holding areas. When I was a little boy, when Jamie was young, um, and then we'll get a wheelchair and be pushed because she uses crutches. And they wouldn't let Jamie sit on her knee. So we had a toddler running behind us, trying <laughs> to keep yeah. up with these arseholes <laughs> that were pushing us miles through the airport. Can I just say, if there's any billionaires out there listening, please buy Lawrence a private jet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, when, when you started, Tani, have you noticed a, a change, obviously, when you first started competing to, say, like, now? Oh, no. Has there been a significant change, would you say, or, or mm, not? No, not a lot. I mean, I remember going to Australia in uh, my right, very early 20s and having to fill out a form, and I was asked, would my disability be difficult for other passengers to deal with? And then, this, then would it cause offence to other passengers? Yeah. And then there was a question on there was, did I smell? And it was like, <laughs> honestly. Sorry. And it was like, okay. So yeah, that was a bit of a, a, a robust discussion. But exactly the same as Lawrence. When, when my daughter was little, um, an airline wouldn't bring my chair to the gate. And so we didn't have a pram because she used to sit on my knee. And then they were like, well, she, we're not insured to push two people through the airport. And so she was like a year old, and it's like, what do you want her to do, crawl? And they're like, yeah, no. And it's, it's just the list of it. But the, the funniest one I had was um, Air France lost my day chair, 
and the next day I had a phone call saying, oh, we've, we've got your missing item. And they turned it with two sleeping bags. And they tried to give me these sleeping bags with tags for someone else who was going to Tel Aviv. I wasn't anywhere near Tel Aviv. And um, they're like, oh, there's your missing items. It was like, I didn't lose two sleeping bags. And I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a wheelchair. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a wheelchair. Anyway, it came back three months later and they cut it in half, like right through the middle, through the, the center tube, everything. And they gave it to me in two bits and then went, oh, there you are. And it's like, well, I can't really use it. And they were like, oh, well, do you think you could like, tape it back together? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I, I could spend the next, like, hour. And then travelling with a child, like, apparently I'm not responsible enough to fly with a child. So that's been said to me quite a few times. Really? Yeah, so just completely other random people on planes have had to take responsibility. There's that thing as well as, um, you know, when you're booking seats on a plane, uh, we all take users can't book certain seats. Yeah. <laughs> any seats that are near the airlock in case we get in the way. It's <laughs> 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 true. Passengers trying to evacuate. I've but actually had said that, said that to me on board. What? Just... Um, so one airline said to me, if the plane went down, they weren't going to come and get me off. And I had to sit where I sit so I didn't get in the way of other people. Yeah. But I just happened to be flying out to the Commonwealth Games in Canada, right. sitting next to Steve Backley, who's javelin threat massive. And he basically stood up to his full height and he's like, I'll get you off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they basically told me if the plane went down, I was going to die on the plane. It's like, it's sorry, there's not, very, terrible, not much funny stuff in this. The thing is, <laughs> yeah. But it's the fact that like, the chance of that happening are so slim, like statistically. So why say it in the first place? Why can't we go, oh, just let you know, on the off chance, there's like a one in a billion chance yeah. you will die. It's just a weird thing to just go, oh, we're going we're gonna to do that. Have you, would you say you've had any issues uh, with uh, flying Sam at all? I'm brilliant at flying because there's inflate <laughs> entertainment and stuff. There's one time I went to Crete for my 18th, for my 19th birthday, and it was a big storm. So the airplane tipped backwards and forwards, as it were, and it landed in the roads about 20 or 30 minutes, and they were landed at Oraklion. So, have you got a blue badge, Tani? Yes. Because I actually, weirdly, I can get one, which is an absolute farce, in my opinion. I don't have one, because I'm a great person. But, um, <laughs> like, it, I, I just find it bizarre, because I know there's a lot of people who, like, um, uh, I know that um, there's a comedian, you know, Bethany Black? Yeah. Uh, she has one, because she has hyper-anxiety. Yeah, and she's autistic as well. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, like, so she can get what? But she really struggled. That, that only came in maybe in the last two years or so. Yeah. And yet I, who can fully walk, but I've, they've basically just put me in the, oh, he's disabled, so he can get one. Even yeah. though the, physic, the physical disability I have has nothing to do with me, like... I mean, to be with you, since I've started working more in cities, I've considered getting one. Because, you know... It's expensive, isn't it? I as mean, far as they're know. concerned, if they can't see it, it doesn't exist. So that's yes. Like, would you would you say that? Have you ever like flown and you feel like you've been treated differently? Uh, I'm dyspraxic. I would never fly a plane. So, I don't get treated differently. But this is a weird story to tell. But uh, when I was younger, yeah, I'm quite polite on a plane, so I don't want to hassle anyone. So I was desperate for the toilet. I just ended up pissing my pants. <laughs> <laughs> It was about when I was 10 years old. It wasn't like yesterday no. when I was 38 or something. Uh, but I did, uh, I'm dyspraxic and um, I had problems with coordination. So after university, I did go traveling. I didn't mean to, I just got lost. So. <laughs> I guess like, there's so many things that you, you like, particularly 
when you don't have to deal with these things, you'd never really like listen uh, to this is quite interesting because I've, I've never thought of any of these. Uh, and I, I, I vividly want um, it in Mexico, um, and I was sat on the plane looking out of the window, and they have that kind of conveyor belt that they throw in the baggage on and it goes up to the plane. And I watch them throw my wheelchair onto <laughs> the conveyor belt Ouch. without the brakes on. It starts trundling up and then it rolls over the edge. And I watched it bounce off the tarmac. <laughs> and I'm going down, banging on the window. <laughs> but in the airplane, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've, I've, been, I've been abroad with Lawrence for two gigs, and the exact same thing <laughs> happened when we were in Zurich. The only difference was Lawrence was in the wheelchairs. <laughs> <laughs> you must get like parked. I've been flying to Australia. There's yeah. these um, relatives of mine. When we got back, uh, we waited, I got a fair belt, and there were big cases coming through. We waited for a long time, no cases. So when we got back home, we had no cases. So we waited for about four or five hours until the case comes. Then we went home, and with somebody had a case in a van. Right. And we got it back to us in the end. Oh, well. Well, you know, or you just got sent half a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, on, I was on a plane once, nothing to do with disability, but I, I, I've literally just only just remembered this happened to me. I was on a plane once and I was on Stagg, it was really embarrassing. We went down to Touch, down, and then, I've never had this before, where they fly back up. And I have oh, a really yeah, yeah. sensitive stomach and I was sick, which is embarrassing when you're going on a Stagg do with your mates. But I kind of forgot that, about it. That normally happens later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then... Uh, I regained my confidence, and two days later, I matched with someone on Tinder, and I thought, oh, I'm doing well here. And the first message she sent me was, have you stopped being sick yet? <laughs> <laughs> she was sat behind me oh. for, the, for, the, for the flight. So she wasn't interested, she was just wanting to know that I was OK. <laughs> the, the first moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, like, Tani, because you've been... You'll have been to so many different countries, like, competing. Have you noticed... Is, is there a distinct difference between how people speak to you in this country compared to others? Is there any ones where you, you know you're going to a country and you go, oh, for God's sake, there's gonna, it's going to be quite patronising? Not that I want to just dig out a country right, right now. Yeah. It's really varied because people's idea of access is quite different. Mm. So um, I've... You know, like America in terms of transport, for me, is just amazing. Mm. And no one parks in a blue badge space without one because they just have a different respect for it. So there's lots of things I, I like about that. I went to South Africa years ago mm. and said, you know, trying to check out where I was staying was accessible and what I was going to do was accessible. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it is. But when I arrived at the hotel, they just gave me four young men and basically said, these guys will follow you everywhere you go and just <laughs> carry you up and down the stairs. And wow. there were loads of steps and stairs where I was. And it was like, oh, oh. and for me, that was quite uncomfortable because um, the hotel had just employed these four lads. Right. And it's like, whatever, they'll, they'll literally be with you and they'll almost sleep outside your hotel room. You know, so if you want to get up at four o'clock in the morning and go somewhere, they'll take you. Was one of them Steve Backley? <laughs> 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 so to them, that was access. To me, that was really uncomfortable. So, right. yeah. But no, everywhere's quite different, to uh, be honest. When I was younger, I spent a bit of time in South Africa and Zimbabwe and there. I had friends there. Yeah, the different attitudes. I remember once the 
old chestnut of a waiter coming to the table and and you're yeah, not addressing me that asking mm. I think it was my wife what I wanted. But the difference here was when my wife said, Can you talk directly to Lawrence? He laughed in our faces. <laughs> as if that this was some kind of preposterous joke. Um then the other thing I found in South Africa particularly, um, people kept giving me money. In a developing world country, it, it's kind of embarrassing that, that, that they think you look like the charity case. Yeah. I've only ever been given sweets, so I'm, I'm a bit disappointed with that. <laughs> Lawrence, can I have that tenner back I gave you earlier? <laughs> you need to up your game, <laughs> How much money are we talking, though? Because, like, you know, bills uh, are soaring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, it'd be like uh, a few rounds. Once in New York, I, I got off a bus and a woman ran, like, two blocks in order to give me a dollar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I was like bobbing along in my chair, not, not, not really conscious that she was following me. I, I remember being at a pub once and someone approached me and asked me about my hand and said, like, oh, did you, were you in the service? And my friend, like, quite quickly went, oh, yeah, he held onto a grenade for too long. <laughs> it's, just like, it's, a good, it's, it's a good joke. Yeah. A friend made it and said, well, this bloke, he believed it, right? And then he kept buying me pints all night. <laughs> and he kept coming up to me and patting my back, going, thank you for your service. That was me once at London Zoo. Oh, well, that went with my ex. We were filming for Channel 4, called Found Dirty Balls. Right. Uh, we were looking for lions and what have you. And I went to a cafe. Did you get any money? Nope. No money at all. My dad was looking at some things and he didn't give me any money for any drinks or any cakes or whatever. So I had no money whatsoever. <laughs> We've come to the point in our show where we're going to uh, do some hypothetical questions. So I'm going to throw out a hypothetical to you guys and we'll basically see how you would react. What we found for most of the series is, most of them is, we say, would you call something out? And we all go, no, we're massive cowards. But I think, <laughs> hopefully... <laughs> Some of the people in here are better than our usual yeah, panelists. We got Paralympians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's go with, uh, I'll go with this one first. So let's say someone is falling over themselves and feeling a bit awkward because they, they're so interested in get, making sure that they get the exact right terminology when they speak to you. What do you do? Do you let them just flounder and find it funny or do you put them out of their misery? Lawrence first, I'd say. I probably would put them out of their misery. I just did like awkward situations. How about you? Obviously, have you had that before, Don? Uh, I've not had it, but I wouldn't know what the terminology is myself in the first place. It changes, doesn't it? It like, changes my, because yeah. with Asperger's, uh, because Hans Asperger's was uh, in the forties German. Uh, that's all I can say. So. Was a well, he's essentially a bit of a Nazi, so can we use <laughs> <laughs> some people say you can't use that term anymore? So I, I don't even know the term for myself, and because and rightly so, people can be so sensitive about it, even in the neurodiverse community. So you have to walk on eggshells all the time, so yeah, yeah, that's really that is interesting because it, it changes like you've got to have to say, I mean, like I'm in my 30s, and like the, the term that 
I didn't really know my technical term until like I was writing a show and I thought, oh, I'll best get the right term. Northerner. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turns out it's northern now, not scum. Um, <laughs> but when I, like, I just say, oh, yeah, I've got a stump hand, that's what she says, kids. And now, like, I've been corrected by other people. Well, I don't, I, these things change, don't they? Like, apparently... But you've got the disability, so it doesn't matter yeah, if exactly. you say it. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can say it on. It's limb difference now, apparently, for, for the record. I've been told about that. Um, what about you, Tammy? If someone's. Uh, would you put them out of their misery or would you just revel in it? It depends who it is, to be honest. Mm. Oh. Who would you not put out of their misery then? Oh, God. Pick an I enemy. Would... <laughs> <laughs> politicians. Um, Toy politicians. Yeah, oh. um, so if someone who's like 95 calls me handicapped, I'd just let it go. Yeah. If it was someone who's 20, I'd yes. probably try and have a conversation. But then if someone's doing the thing where they point at my chair and do the, so what's wrong with you? Bit, you know, and you can see them kind of pointing and going, ooh, then I probably wouldn't put them out of the misery. Right. Because I just think um, if someone's sort of in their 30s and 40s, they probably should have a, a better understanding. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably the fairest that's way fair to do it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, that's the fairest way to do it. But it's a really it. hard one, because whatever you say, if you say something, then you've got a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. And then, or you're angry, or you, so you're constantly weighing up how you come out of it in, in the, the least difficult way possible. It is almost a catch-22 situation. Yeah. There's, there's no perfect outcome in that but situation. When you said to me, so what's wrong with you? The reason I say Welsh is because for me, that's been developed over 30 years where I get a lot of like people like you can't do that. Yeah. So what, you mean Welsh people? So, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, do you mean because I'm a wheelchair? Yeah. So for me, that's the thing that stops me just really, and I've got a really fiery temper. It stops me losing my temper and swearing at people, which is, <laughs> for me, is not a good thing to do. Sam, has that ever happened to you? Um, never. Never? Um, people with Down syndrome can tell that people got I am words. I won't say it. Mm. I, I just revel in it, really. Yeah. I guess that it's almost like we, it's weird that we have to make choices that other people don't have to make. Do you know what I mean? Like Some people could, don't even care. So yeah. I mean, especially on social media, they'll say anything. They're just wrong and so. Yeah, it's weird because like, whenever, so for example, if a Paralympian or, or anyone does strictly, like there's, I think it's Ellie Simmons at the moment, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You, you're going into it knowing that at some point there's going to be some abuse. Like, and it's horrible. You can go into it thinking, oh, no, it's not going to happen. But it is, and you almost have to prepare your mind for that. I get a lot of abuse on the internet and... Uh, Admittedly, I set up the counter myself just so people can feel sorry for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do another hypothetical. So um, let's go with this one. So let's say someone tells you that you don't look disabled. Uh, we'll start with you, Don. I did a gig once, and there's a, w a more well-known comedian said that there's nothing wrong with you because I was talking about my dyspraxia, and it just really got my go. It just, there's nothing funny. It just really annoyed me. And how do you know? Like, and because I walk a bit funny as well, I, I just lost it uh, with these youths because I've got this dyspraxia, it's coordination organisation difficulties, I've had it all my life. It's affected every aspect of my life. My parents don't recognise it, I've got depression and stuff, and they just walked past me, they were shocked. Because a lot of people think, like, when they see me walking, they think I'm a rude boy or something. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've said this loads in my set, but I was a child of the mid-90s, so whenever I walked funny like that, people just thought I was a huge Oasis fan. Or as my niece calls it, who's about seven years old, she says I walk like a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay, she can say it, but anyone else. Has anyone else ever had that that you, you get told that you don't look disabled? I mean yeah. I've ne I've never had it because you know no. I have got yeah. the, I've got the receipts. Yeah, I've never had it. I've had 
I don't see you as disabled. Oh, which, yeah. <laughs> which you kind of think, well, what exactly are you seeing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because there's a lot of discrimination that's under that, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, and they mean it as a compliment. It's not, yeah. Years ago, when you had like cameras and you had to pay to kind of print out the pictures, I went to meet a new boyfriend's family and he must have shown them a picture, but I couldn't have been sitting in my chair. So it kind of went, they both there to open the door and they kind of opened the door and looked at eye level and then looked down and saw me in my wheelchair and they both sort of stepped back. <laughs> and then, to be fair, they recovered really quickly. But really? Um, yeah. I say, and, uh, do you know what? Well, I'll ask this as well. So I guess, I guess this is in, a, is in a very similar vein. Has anyone ever had like something where people say, it's nice to see people like you out and about and essentially like just living lives is what they mean I, guess. I get that all the time it's nice for you an autistic lad doing comedy especially when i'm doing really bad at the gig so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so. we feel sorry for you yeah because as, as a disabled comedian i find like sometimes after gigs people come up to you and they're trying to be helpful you know if you've done badly and they go like oh yeah you did badly but it's good that you've given it a go isn't it well done you mate i get it gets you out the house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But what do they think we're doing all day? Just literally sat doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the inspiration porn, isn't it? Which yeah, yeah, is yeah. like, oh, you're so marvellous. And um, one of my best friends, Will, she's, a bit, she's, she's not a sports person. And, and this bit for me is an ex-athlete. People think that I only hang out with other Paralympians. Which, you know, <laughs> and people go to and go, oh, people like, you're, you're just so amazing for what you, you're, what you do. And she's like an accountant. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think people do think we just sit around all day and don't do anything well, or don't have jobs. Uh, everyone's amazing next to an accountant, so... <laughs> yeah. 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 I have people... When that documentary about me and my family was on ten years ago... He hasn't stopped mentioning it since. Uh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> Did you have a documentary, Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah. That's every episode. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're on royalties. Yeah. I, I have people... I have one person say, where, where did I get my fireplace? And people would say, how can you afford to live in a house like that? And they say, well, you see me doing comedy in the documentary, you see me at work. Do you not think that I don't get paid that's <laughs> just a hobby. <laughs> sometimes people come up to me sometimes, because I've got undateables, they go, oh, I see you at the bus of, of a train, saying, oh, I see you on TV a few times. Yeah. Then when I go to football match, I've got a chant. Really? Yes. A, Sam, Sam, uh, what's the score, Sam, or something? That's cool, isn't it? <laughs> That's it's amazing. Really cool. It's the modern-day sea shanty. Tani, in terms of travel equality, you, uh, is it different from station to station, would you say? Is the one where you go, I can't, I, I'm not looking forward to going to this particular one? Because I believe that all, all train platforms are supposed to be level by 20... January the 1st, 2020. 2020. It was meant okay. to be step-free. Right, OK. Right, this is why I now get myself... It's now going to be 2070. <laughs> so I will be dead before... I thought I'd read that wrong on no, my no, sheet there. No, I was 2070. Like, well, that can't be possible. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, 2010? 
No, no, so 2070. So, yeah, I, I, I will never in my life be able to get on a train without the support. You never know, permission. you might be cryogenically frozen or something. Or get you, well, what I've said <laughs> yeah. is I want my ashes. Um, <laughs> I've said this to my family. Like, when, when trains are actually finally set free, I want them to, to kind of go and scatter my ashes around various stations. Just the air, I'm definitely on lists at different stations. So right. one train company sent my photo to every single member of staff and said, basically, if you see her at any of our stations, just do not screw up her life. <laughs> um, I think it's technically illegal. So, But if you see any others, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I did have one chief exec try to give me his personal mobile phone number. And he's just like, we'll just sort you out, you know, because... And I think they thought if I went away, it'll all be fine. Yeah. And um, before I took it, I just said, you do realise if I take this phone number, I'm going to tweet it. And he, re he pulled his car <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And I said to him, is it, is it just, you think I'm going to go away? And he's like, oh, no, we didn't. And, yeah, they did think that. Daddy, do, do you find as well, because um, there's that big space that we have where, where we sit with the sign saying, do not put luggage here. Oh. I disable that as ass. And, of course, everybody does. In fairness, because there isn't a lot of other space in the carriage to put luggage. Yeah. So they kind of default to that space. Yeah. I had someone recently who, um, he asked, could he lean his suitcase on me? <laughs> and um, yeah. and I, I really politely said, no, but can I come and, like, dump all my stuff on you? And, um, uh, yeah. I, I had someone recently put one, a suitcase behind me Effectively blocking me in to that little area. It's essentially like Bookaroo. Yeah, it's <laughs> I love that game. Yeah. All I want from train travel is the same miserable experience of commuting as everyone else. <laughs> and, and I aspire to that. So um, it's a long way to go. I keep saying that, it's a long way to go. So why, why has it changed from 2020 to 2070? Because that's, that's an unbelievable time jump, isn't it? <laughs> like, that's... Um, every single government has allowed derogations. Just to, they just everyone just kicks it into the long grass. Okay. Yeah. So every single government just goes, oh well, we'll f figure it out. We'll like, deal with this in fifty years. Yeah. <laughs> um, in us, we're recording this in Manchester, and I got here today on the Metrolink, which is yeah, brilliant, amazingly accessible, and just shows that it can be done. Yeah. By the way, Lawrence is sponsored by the Metro. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what, what happens, though, if that wheelchair space is already taken on the train? What happens in that scenario if there's no other, if there's no other space? I know what happens in that scenario. What? I'm not moving my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> no, what happens is you can get bumped up to first class. Oh. Or you don't get on a train. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a yeah. fine line, like, I want to be late yeah. enough that someone else is on it. <laughs> I also don't want to be late oh, enough to miss the train. I know, London trains, I think there's like three spaces, maybe four, but if they're all four, then forget it. So there's no, like, kind of plan otherwise than we're going to put them in first class? Well, there's no well, other, like... You're meant to book in advance. Oh, OK. And, and, and there's, there's people at Euston Station that give you looks of disgust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen another human being if you haven't booked in advance. The question, did you book? 
because it's always said in that tone. Like if yeah, you left yeah, on yeah. a train, mm -hmm. it's like, did you put? Well, regardless of whether I booked, I'm on a train. There is a picture I put on social media where I got left on a train at Euston, and um, I threw all my stuff onto the platform, and took a picture of it and crawled off the train. That's somewhere a few years back. Yeah. Wow. It's not, it's not the lightest episode, is it? You did us. I've got a solution. We should record this episode again, but in 2071, so <laughs> when everything's OK. So. I'll have my ashes sitting here on the <laughs> I do have some good experiences. How was that one experience? <laughs> Has anyone had a, a genuinely good experience where you think, I've actually been really not patronised, I've been looked after here? I've already been upgraded to first class because they were just too busy, so that's the nice thing. So. Nice. Yeah. But, um, I've never had that because I have this accent. <laughs> <laughs> I can play the race card. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So has anyone, uh, Lawrence, have you, had, have you ever had like we've gone, this was perfect? Only on the same on the Metro link. <laughs> Which is <laughs> a fantastic link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When I come here, it's like, wow, this is the future. <laughs> <Yeah>. Today. <laughs> Just working for the tourism board of Manchester now. This is great. <laughs> As the show draws to a close, I'm going to reveal a fact about one of our panel and ask everyone to guess who the fact relates to. OK, so um, if you think it's someone, just feel free to accuse them. Um, I am also part of this as well. So um, first of all, which member of our panel dried the trousers of a Simpsons voiceover actor while they were still wearing them. <laughs> I'm going to go Lawrence. Are... You're going Lawrence. Are you taking that, Lawrence? I wish it was. <laughs> yeah. I love to dry the trousers of a Simpsons actor yeah. while they're still wearing them. I mean, I'm a huge Simpsons fan, yeah. so this is... Yeah. I'm really excited about this one, to be honest yeah. with you. Who do we think? So it could be you, Pete, so... I'm not playing a poker face on it. It's not me. It's not me. It's I'm not saying me. Sam. I'm saying Sam. That would have been my guess yeah, as well. I'm Sam. Is it you, Sam? Yes, it was. Oh, wow. Brilliant. I mean... <laughs> Explain. <laughs> yeah, who was it? It was Harry Steele, who played Mr Burns. Oh, wow. In the Simpsons. <laughs> wow. I was doing live with Kate Adams. I was promoting for Town of War okay. at the time. He wrecked his world over his trousers. Right. And then I... One of the five colleagues trying to help him to dry it with some um, dizzy paper. I come along with a hair dryer and dry it off. How did you have a hair dryer? Um, in the dressing rooms. Oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of the, some I'm sticking with this hair dryer around with When you dried them, did you say, excellent? <laughs> <laughs> OK, I mean, on, in a similar vein, I've, I've got another one as well. So, which, which member of our panel? became the basis of a character played by Daniel Radcliffe. Everyone's looking around, who looks like a boy wizard? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Lawrence. Yeah, I think it's Lawrence too. I think it might be Tammy. The film hasn't come out yet. It's about a marathon runner, so... It's <laughs> it. so, like, I'm really worried because we did this yesterday. Yeah, 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 so am I. <laughs> Yes. And you don't, I really can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Yeah, yeah it was me. Um, this says to me, we didn't do it well enough yesterday, <laughs> yeah. so we're doing it now, <laughs> again. So, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe was in the play The Cripple of Inishman, 
and he used to play it as a man with cerebral palsy as he watched a documentary with me in it in order to make it. And so I googled him and I saw him. I found a photo of him doing my spazzy hands. <laughs> 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 Which was really weird. You never told me you had a documentary. Did he get it right? No. 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 They never do. They never do. I'm surprised we've got this far into the show when we've only had one use of the S word. That's amazing. Well done. Well done us. Uh, I've got I've got another one as well. So which member of our panel has matching morgue tag tattoos with their partner? But matching what? Morgue tag tattoos. What's morgue, morgue tag? Tag. You're looking at me like I know. I'm reading something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've given away the tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. You're playing that game. Yeah. What's a tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> I think Teddy. Yeah, I'm Teddy uh, too. Tammy. Unison. Yeah. Is is that true? Yeah, I do. It, oh, yeah. Well. Is it so kind of sport? No, like, you know, like a tag you get on your foot in a morgue when you die? Oh, I see. Yeah, it's quite dark, actually. There's been a lot of talk of your death on this, but... Yeah. <laughs> so, look, Ian and I have got matching tattoos on our feet and um, that says expired and then a date left blank. And whoever dies first, the other one's going to fill in the date. <laughs> <laughs> Themselves, or, like a, or with an actual tattoo artist? Um, well, we've just figured, like, a felt-tip pen. Oh, OK, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it might be really dark if we got like a tattoo artist to come in and tattoo yeah. a dead person's foot you know that's a bit it's probably I mean, which is worse a bit, bit, bit <laughs> of an ethical so, uh, Tom Baker Tom Baker has his gravestone in his back garden just without the date filled oh, wow <laughs> oh well, I need to do that obviously yeah <laughs> have we got any other tattoos on the panel just out of curiosity anyone else got some I did think? once on her day Sorry? I a Tesco's bag on my arm. Right. Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> it, was, it was really hot. It's really hot and sunny. And a Tesco's bag on my arm. Oh, wow. By the way, can I just say, you can get tattoos of any other supermarket on your arm. It's not just Tesco. So, same squeeze as there. So, we just. Well, Lawrence not... actually got the logo for the Metrolink on his <laughs> chest. <laughs> I, I, I scan it when I go on the <laughs> Followed by saying I had a documentary once. <laughs> I've got a tattoo booked in for a week before my wedding because no. I haven't got a left hand. So what we're doing is I'm going to have a ring on one of my fingers, like, tattooed on. But the reason why we've done it a week before is because we don't know what's going to happen. Because we don't know if it's just loads of blood in there. We don't know if it's going to go everywhere. So we've decided to do it a week before and then we'll do it. Is that tattoo just like the tattoo there and then it's got the expiry date? Is that when one this, is a, this, this, this is an audio medium, Don. So you're going, is it like there? So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the radio, it's like that. For the purposes of the tape, Don pointed to his finger. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why I don't have a tattoo because everyone says how painful they are. Uh, but through enough painful operations anyway without choosing <laughs> to have another one. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> there's the pain of when you get it, and then there's the pain of when you wake up the next day in Magaluf. <laughs> <laughs> and have to tell your partner that you got BFC tattooed on your chest. <laughs> Not a joke. <laughs> I know I don't mean to be rude, but when you wake up the next day in Magaluf, said, where's my other hand? There he is. On your foot, that must, like, that, on feet, that quite hurts, though, doesn't it? That's one of the worst ones. So it? Ian had his done first, and right. he was pretty much crying in pain. And I was laughing, because I'm paralysed, <laughs> so I can't feel my legs at all. Ah, oh, sneaky. No, uh, but there was, like, this pain transference, so I got all these, like, really bad shooting pains in my head. And, oh. um, yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't... Pleasant, but You're selling it to me. No. Yeah. I'm now thinking I'll just wear a wedding ring on my right hand and says it yeah, doesn't exactly. matter, does it? But the, the, the first guy we went to and we asked for the morgue tag, he told us that he wouldn't do it because it was the sickest thing he'd ever been asked to do. It's like, <laughs> seriously, it can't be. It, it just can't be. And that's a tattoo artist. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the worst thing he's seen. Yeah, and he had yeah. loads of tattoos, loads of face piercings, and he, he just said, no, I'm not doing it. Even the tattoo artists are woke these days. Yeah. Yeah. You think most people, couples in Britain would do it not for the expiry date of their marriage because <laughs> one in two people are divorced. And out. But if, you, uh, if, if anything bad happens, make sure you use a Sharpie because they're quite, the ink's quite good on those. So, yeah, 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 you want to get that in. Uh, thank you for joining us for What's Wrong With You with me, Pete Selwood, Don Biswas, Lawrence Clark, Sam Barnard and Baroness Tanny Gray-Thompson. What's Wrong With You is produced by Kurt Brooks and our executive producers are Ashley Byrne and Adam Rushton. It was a Made in Manchester production funded by the Audio Content Fund. <laughs>